Welcome to Ms. Lyrics Poetry Outlaws, a podcast hosted by Catherine Owen, in which she reads poems, talks about the poetry world, and interviews poets. Poetry, it makes nothing happen, according to W.H. Auden, and oh, that's a beautiful thing. Well, I just said yesterday I wasn't going to read any well-known poets from the A. Alvarez anthology, but I will make an exception for Jeffrey Hill, because even though he was well-known and is considered one of the finest poets writing in English, he died in 2016, so still very contemporary to us. He was never actually popular because he is seen as too difficult so we don't like difficulty. We want to understand everything right away. And that's simply, my friends, is boring. So Hill was the poetry professor at Oxford. And he had this to say about the supposed need to be accessible in this North American, British, um, generally the era of our particular culture at this uncertain time. He said... Accessible is a perfectly good word if applied to supermarket aisles, art galleries, polling stations, and public lavatories, but it has no place in the discussion of poetry and poetics. Human beings are difficult. We're difficult to ourselves, we're difficult to each other, and we are mysteries to ourselves, we are mysteries to each other. One encounters in any ordinary day far more real difficulty than one confronts in the most intellectual piece of work. Why is it believed that poetry, prose, painting, music should be less than we are? Why does music, why does poetry have to address us in simplified terms when, if such simplifications were applied to our own inner selves, we would find it demeaning? That's a very, very good question. I'm all for uh, poetry being mysterious, not necessarily being difficult just to be obscure, but certainly what draws me to poetry is that it has so much unknown in it, it has so much that is beyond just the everyday. And when I finish writing a poem, I feel enswaddled in the mysterious and the not easily readily comprehensible, the multiplicitous and the richly textured. So I'm going to read you one of his uh, shorter poems in three stanzas of two sets of rhyming couplets each. Um, except for the last stanza, which decides not to rhyme its first two couplets. So it has tree and snow. I'm going to do what I did yesterday. I'm going to talk a little bit about the poem, and then I'm just going to end by reading it. So yes, it's in three stanzas. In PM memoria means something like in loving memory, uh, after loss. Uh, Hill was a, a master of Latin. And he also explored a lot of uh, religious iconography. Um, he has some marvelous longer poems, but I'm, I'm reading this one because, of course, it's, it's briefer. But he is describing in the first stanza a, a stained glass a piece in a church, a window uh, of a saint. And he rhymes stands hands, and then he rhymes begin men. He compares the saint to a conjurer. And he's holding out his hands. He is a righteous man begging of righteous men. So he's turning the saint into 
uh, actually a being that we can relate to, we can contemplate as being connected to ourselves that is not beyond what we can achieve and attain in our reality. And then in the second stanza, he shifts to the sunlight, calling it lily and gold colored, which is beautiful and unexpected, turning it into a, a flower and a hue. And the saint in the stained glass filters the cruder light of the world and endures so that we have something to look at that is uh, hopefully something we can come close to achieving in our lives, some purity of being. Um, he will keep the worldly purity from the stained archetype. So I think Hill is probably using stained in two ways here, stained from the stained glass and stained as in impure. The archetype is always seemingly both pure and impure. Uh, it's almost something we can't completely comprehend, and so it remains elusive, and that's part of its yearning for us as humans. And then in the third stanza, we've got, you know, it could be a vision outside the window. Uh, it could be part of the window. I'm inclined to view it as what uh, the world is seen through this stained glass beyond. The pond is scummed and it twitches. So again, you can read twitches as, you know, something a bit repellent and repulsive, uh, or you can read it as uh, containing life that is stirring. The holly tree is emptied and shut so that that's completely a unique way of describing uh, winter in a tree. It's emptied. It's is divested of its leaves. It's it's shut of its life flow, um, but it's beginning to emerge into spring. The wasting snow is blown clear. The substance is puddled beneath it, and like a revealed mineral, a new earth arrives. So the saint is like the mineral and the outside world is fusing with the inner, the religious and spiritual, with the tangible and the natural. In PM Memoriam 1. Created purely from glass, the saint stands, exposing his gifted, quite empty hands like a conjurer about to begin a righteous man begging of righteous men. 2. In the sun, lily and gold-colored, filtering the cruder light he has endured, a feature for our regard and will keep of worldly purity the stained archetype. 3. The scummed pond twitches, the great holly tree emptied and shut blows clear of wasting snow the common puddled substance beneath, like a revealed mineral, a new earth. You've been listening to Ms. Lyric's Poetry Outlaws. Stay fierce, word musicians. <laughs> <laughs>